my stars, I've never been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. That is. It sounds like Christmas in the Stars. It is the best unheard of Christmas song ever made. Unheard of. I mean, if you remember Funny or Die, Jack Black and Jason Siegel do a great piece on Earth, The Little Drummer Boy. I don't know. But this is like the entire Christmas, like Star Wars Christmas album with R2D2's Beeps and Blips. And Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, like legit. And funny enough, it has a very, very young uh, Bon Jovi in it in one of the songs before he was famous in Bon Jovi. Before he was Jovi? Yeah. He before was, uh, he was Bon Jovi? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, this is our special Christmas gift to all of our listeners on December 25th. If you are with your family and friends or you're just at home by yourself, socially distanced. We hope that you have a wonderful Christmas and we have a great show for you coming up. (laughs) I was going to say, just on top of that, we hope you turn off the Disney parade to spend some time with us. But David doesn't like that. All that and more on today's episode of the scene on screen podcast. David, 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 David. Have you watched the Lego Star Wars Christmas special yet? Is no. it is it anything to write home about? Because like I remember watching the Star Wars Christmas special for the first time and I thought that was weird. Oh, and the Star Wars Christmas special is horrible, but the Lego one, uh, we were don't don't you remember we talked about this? Yeah, I know. I'm just wondering if you've watched it since. No. It is Christmas Day, you know. Yeah, no. Um Angela and I watched the trailer and she like it seems alright, but at the same time, Meh, I'd rather I'd rather watch like a good Christmas movie. One of our top 10 that we selected from our previous episode. So speaking of trailers and things looking good and then being horribly bad, did you hear about the uh, Grinch live musical event that was on TV? Uh, I did not. So there was a live action Grinch that they did this year starring Matthew Morrison, who's a Broadway actor, also very known for being the, uh, sexually charged teacher in glee and uh everybody hated it <laughs> it's just got like the world's worst reviews and i've seen like a few clips like rolling around tiktok and stuff and i'm just like oh boy that's rough someone's getting fired over that not as rough as the the gift of the year that we uh we said would be would be yeah oh yeah cyberpunk 2077's having a rough go Big oof. Uh, There's an entire Reddit thread dedicated to 
help my Cyberpunk 2077 looks like GoldenEye 64. <laughs> and this it's is true. brilliant. It, it's uh, it's kind of sad. It's kind of... I don't know. It, it is sad when you think about it. Because this was a game that has been hyped up for so long. And CD Projekt Red is known for making quality games but this one just is so buggy and it was delayed so many times that it should not have been released in this in its current state um can i read you a quick review snippet yeah all right this game has been rated bad Cyberpunk 2077 on a base ps4 or xbox one fails to hit even the lowest bar of technical technical quality one should expect even when playing on lower end hardware it performs so poorly that it makes combat driving and what is otherwise a mastercraft of storytelling legitimately difficult to look at it was rated a four out of ten by ign yeah I, i said that that right ign and uh famous um youtuber twitcher Gamer Stone Mountain 64 replies in the comments, is this gameplay on the Nintendo 64? <laughs> Priceless. Um, it, and it's, it's wild. It's funny because, well, not funny, it's sad that a lot of the early reviews came out that were raving about the game. They were um, the PC version of the game. And everyone, you know, like these companies and people that are reviewing them are clearly having, you know, top of the line systems. So, yeah, of course the game looks beautiful and there's probably less bugs on that one because that's probably the more polished version of the game. But uh, there's a majority of people don't have, you know, an RTX 3080, right? Yeah. Um, um, or they're playing their games on their PC and like mid-range stuff or they're still playing on a PS4 or PS5, um, Xbox One, right? Here are the ratings real quick. So uh, the Xbox... One, I don't have any ratings for the Series X or the PS5. It just says Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Or Xbox might be both. It says Metascore is 55%. User score is 4.2. If you go over to the PlayStation, it is 54%. Again, for the Metascore and 3.1 for the user score. And if you go to PC, it actually fares somewhat okay. At an 87% or 7.0 for user score. There's a very big difference there. This, this kind of reminds me of back in the day when it was either you played PC or you played console because you couldn't afford both. This is like the very much the haves and the have-nots. I mean, I'm excited to start playing mine because I, uh, I, I obviously got it today. But I don't know. Like, you know when you kind of buy a new freshly minted game and you're really excited to play it and you have no kind of like apprehensions and you're just like, yeah, let's go kind of like watchdogs with you. Right. Like you played watchdogs. What once? And no, no, I, I, I played it a few times, but it just not, it didn't grip me. You know, it was not. Yeah. You played it for like half a minute and you traded it in type of thing. Kind of. Yeah. But like that, that's what I mean. Like when, and this kind of goes with me in the Xbox right now, I've been so busy with other stuff. I've come home and I've been like, I don't want to play video games. Fuck that. But there's been no drive, and now I'm sitting here with a brand new game, and I'm like, 
Well, I'm going to install it, but everybody has told me it's broken as fuck. And well, like, I, I understandably, it's better on next gen consoles, and it's apparently performing a lot better on the Series X than the PS5. Yeah. Um, I played it for two or three hours the other day when I got it. I haven't had time recently to play because I've been doing my Christmas baking. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been baking. I made baby Yoda cookies. But they kind of turn into Bubba Yodas, and my snowmen turn into Jabba the Huts. But that's that's all right. They still taste good, anyway. So, um, I played it for a little bit, and it's I haven't run into, I haven't seen a lot of the bugs that other people have. Like there was a few times that you know uh, people didn't have legs, <laughs> um, and there was like some texture loading issues and stuff like that. But for the most part, I haven't seen anything game breaking in the first few hours that I played. But Apparently, like once you get into more open world stuff and later in the game, there can be some pretty game breaking bugs and stuff like that. But um, it's unfortunate that the game was released in this state for consoles because it was probably one of the most anticipated games of the year. Um, and all this means now is that the developers um, in on CD Projekt Red are going to have to work overtime and overtime, uh, especially over like the Christmas break. And a lot of them surrender their bonuses too, right? Yeah. Um, My my ultimate question here is, and we've talked about it and we've even titled two shows about it. Like, Oh great. Another delay. And of course the year of delays, Microsoft was very smart pulling the shoot on halo and making sure they had months with the new software out and about before they released it. Like we're a month into the life of the new consoles. Cyberpunk drops and it's, it's surviving. Right. But why not? Like you could have just waited till January. Nobody was going to like, how many pre-orders would they have legitimately lost if they went September, November, December, January, how many would you have lost? People are already that patient. It would have been an insignificant amount. Right. Yeah. Because like, like it, the thing is, is they probably lost more now with this, the buggy release than they would have lost over people canceling pre-orders because of the game was delayed. Because um, I know only, that Sony's been giving refunds, and now they've stopped. Did they stop? Yeah, I saw something on Twitter today saying like Sony's no longer offering refunds. CD Projekt Red is allowed, like, has told people they can have refunds if they bought it digitally. But, like, EB Games isn't offering full refunds. They're like, we'll give you $30 credit. Not even the $50 credit within the first seven days, which is also mind-blowing. Um, or returning it if you have the, the edge card. I, I want to ask you really quickly. Do you remember, they're both this generation, but the two games that have all, or like the previous generation that were hyped incredibly, one came out exclusively for PS4 and one was cross-platform and had similar faults um, and recovered a year or so later after their launch. Well, uh, like what cr- two games? Like that were cross-gen? Well, one was cross-gen for sure. The other one is now cross-gen, but it was a PlayStation exclusive at the beginning, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Vault 76. 
which was a colossal disaster when it launched. Yeah. All the NPCs wouldn't do anything. Like it was just, there wasn't NPCs when the game first launched. Well, there were characters that you could buy stuff off, which were technically NPCs. Yeah. And then no man's sky and how broken it was. Oh yeah. And then they like fixed it and it's now one of the most popular games out there. I I honestly think that Cyberpunk will be fixed, but it will be a good year or so before it gets to the the level that uh they were advertising. But you can the okay. You can fix this game, sure. You can you can make it look aesthetically pleasing again. You can get rid of the fact that like billboards say debug unless you're in photo mode. You can get rid of all that stuff. But you can't change the game because the game is a single player game, which is like a choose your own destiny kind of game. Nothing affects the outcome of the game. There's there's no planned DLC from what we understand. It's just you what are you gonna change? What can you possibly take out of this game, right? Yeah. Or like, what what can you add to it again to fix it? At least with No Man's Sky and Vault 76, they were both open world games in which you had the ability to change the outcome of the game by adding NPCs for Vault 76, which was huge. And giving, instead of having that season's pass, they gave it to everybody for free for the first year. So like, that was a lot of like, I guess, progressive stuff from them. But the way this started... I wouldn't be shocked if Cyberpunk doesn't even like get a sniff of game of the year next year. And that's what they were striving for. They were going to release the game of the year. They didn't. They failed. Do they win 2021? I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably not. Uh, I feel like it's like a 50-50 on that one. It it de- really depends on how they fix the game and and how quickly they do it right like if if they can do it within the first half of the year to a point where sure there's there's going to be bugs still in in any game really but um if they get it to their advertised level within the year or within the first half of the year then i feel like it could be a contender um because like you look at games like red red dead redemption 2 and witcher 3 those games look better, way better than Cyberpunk, and they run like a, a ten times better on current gen, like on on PS4 and Xbox One, right? So it's not. I I think I honestly think that um, their shareholders kind of pushed them to make it for next gen consoles, even though you know the game has been in development for the last like eight years. I think uh, it there's got to be some something at play to make the game like quality so different on PC versus last gen consoles, and we don't even know what it's going to be like on next gen consoles, like because they haven't even released a patch for that, right? So yeah, no, no, you're right. Like I'm just looking through the. Uh... The unannounced, well, the announced but non-dated 2021 games. And looking at some of the other games that are coming out, like we know Gran Turismo is going to drop. We know there's a new Far Cry coming. We know everything we pretty much saw at E3 this year is coming. 
including like a new Halo. The one thing I do laugh at here is it says Grand Theft Auto 5, Q3 or Q4. Can we just get Grand Theft Auto 6? This game has spanned three console generations. Like, good for it. But this game has been around for, what, nine years now? Eight, nine years? Yeah. And and they should know how to program for it by now. Yeah, like, you're changing a few uh, semicolons and colons. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm optimistic that it, it recovers, but I'm also not holding my breath for it to be a game of the year contender. Mm-hmm. Like some of the game of year contenders and winners that we had this year, which is uh, pretty sweet. So without further idea, we're going to talk about a few. Um, I, w- I want to bookmark today, though. David, I want to start off with the player's voice award and then end with player's choice at the or, um, game of the year. We're only doing some categories. Uh, some of them are, I mean, not the most interesting to our listeners. And I think that's important as well, that we're not boring them with like who the best voice actor was, because we all know it's going to be from um, the last of us part two, but I found this first category very interesting and I can't wait to hear your opinions. Now, before we begin, I just want to caveat. I don't believe Spider-Man Miles Morales should have been in any of these categories because it was released when the next generation released. And that was mid-November. So I'm not sure how it hit the cutoff. I don't know. Do you have any light on that? or? Um, I think, when when did that come out? October, November, right? No, it was October. It came out, Miles Morales? I thought it came out in November. I might be wrong then. Wouldn't be the first time. I know. I just know that um, you have to release by a certain day in the year, and it could be. Uh, it came out November twelfth. Yeah, so I think you have until like the the like mid November to be um, considered for any of the Game of the Year awards. Uh, November twentieth. There you go. So I still like. I personally believe it shouldn't. It doesn't belong there, but that's my opinion, and that's it. Yeah. So this like player's voice category. We don't. I, I guess this might be the same thing as the player's choice or whatever. Um, just voted by the community, which um, I didn't get the memo that I had to vote for a PlayStation exclusive game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Two of uh, two of the five. We're, we're not PlayStation exclusives, but um, they might as well have been. Yeah, and like, what does this say about the voting base? Like, everybody owns a PlayStation and nothing else? I just, I don't know. This, this seems very, like, Republican-Democrat kind of voting yeah. to me. Yeah, so uh, the contenders were Last of Us Part Two, which is probably pretty much going to be in every single category except for like sports or racing, which I'm pretty sure is probably in there too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause there's horses that you can ride. Yeah. So. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Miles Morales, Hades, Doom Eternal and Ghost of Tsushima, which the winner was Ghost of Tsushima, which, you know what? Like I, I can see that being uh, like it, it for these options. I feel like that one makes the most sense just because Ghost of the 
Ghost of Tsushima, when that came out, there was just really nothing but praise for it. I know like Hades and um, Spider-Man had a lot of praise as well, but there was also a lot of bugs with Miles Morales. Morales. And Last of Us 2 was very controversial. Um, People loved it. People hated it. Um, And Ghost of Tsushima, out of all of those, like I played Doom Eternal, you know, it's a Doom game. Um, But Ghost of Tsushima is one of those games that I've always... It's been on my list of games that I really want to play for like a few hours that they never play again. <laughs> well, if if you had the choice to write in a game to this category that didn't necessarily make the cut, what would you have picked? Uh, totally Animal Crossing. Interesting. I would have, um, to no surprise or a little, I would have actually voted in Call of Duty Warzone because I do believe... It's A, revived a franchise that was becoming stagnant and repetitive. And B, in my humble opinion, it was one of the best multiplayer experiences you could have all year. Like it was just, it was finally something different. It wasn't Fortnite where you were building and running around and shooting. Like you, it was just war. You drop out of an airplane, it's war. That's all it was. And that would have been my player choice. If I had a write-in vote, that would have been what I would have put. When you're looking at these here, while I did enjoy The Last of Us Part Two, I found that it was a very slow and boring narrative. And it was just the same thing over and over again. You had to do a sneak mission to get around people, find a clue, and then go do something else. And yeah, there was a lot of controversy that was behind this one, but you also have to give all three, well, three of the games in this category, a ton of praise because they broke barriers that don't typically happen. Like, yeah, you do have a lot of like Japanese samurai ninja games, but goes of Tsushima. Tsushima was a little bit more about the culture and the heritage. Spider-Man miles Morales. They went with a, um, an African-American superhero, which is from, yeah, a multiverse, a different part of the multiverse, but they went there. They, They've gone with a character that is constantly inspiring um, young black children. And I think that's really, really important. And then The Last of Us Part Two really towed that line between LBGTQ communities and keeping the story going. And like Sony did get accused and Naughty Dog got accused a lot of really pushing a narrative that was a little overwhelming at times in the game. But overall, it was a decent experience. So, yeah, like if we were picking write-ins, Animal Crossing and Warzone are fine options, but I'm also not upset with the winner. No, and I think it's uh, Ghost of Tsushima was made by Sucker Punch, which is a Western company, and they've been praised by a few Japanese game companies that they made a very, um, maybe not completely accurate, but very like respectful game of... Japanese culture and samurai and stuff like that. So yeah. And yeah, no complaints about that one. Yeah. What do we got next? next? Best multiplayer experience. I also don't agree with this winner. And I'll tell you why after <laughs> um, we had among us by inner sloth, animal crossing, new horizons by Nintendo call of duty Warzone, of course, infinity ward fall guys, uh, metatonic and valerant by riot games. The winner was 
Among Us. Now you're going to ask yourself, but Sean, that's the most popular game right now. You can play it on your phone while you're pooping. Yes, you can. This game also came out in 2018. Let's not kid ourselves. Game hold on. Of do the you year. hold do you hold your poop until you vote uh vote to expel? No. Uh, no well, like and then you can be like you, you vote for vote brown and then you poop. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I like purposely always go brown. I'm just like brown sus. Don't worry about it. And then bleep. But Among Us <laughs> Among Us is become so popular now, it's dropping on the Switch. Which uh, I know David and I talked about it the other day. It was just like, if you're paying more on the Switch than you were for Steam, it's not worth it, considering you can play it on your phone for free. It's on uh, Game Pass now, as of now. So At least on PC. I don't know. Uh, I, I think it might be coming on Xbox. Maybe, Honestly, by, maybe by this episode's release date, aka Christmas, it might be on there, but... Uh, I mean absolutely no disrespect to the title when I say this, because I think it's phenomenal. I've purchased it, and I have it on my phone. But is it Game of the Year worthy? The rules are it has to come out within the year. Are we saying that, okay, because it came out on mobile, that's why it became popular, and that's why? No, this game became popular because somebody found it on TikTok, and then everybody blew it up. But this game, maybe it is also the most accessible game, but I just don't feel it was better or more entertaining than a Fall Guys, right? Like Fall Guys definitely had this sweep for a while where everybody was playing it. Valerant tried to come onto the scene as the new like Counter-Strike alternative, Rainbow Six alternative. Very good game. We know how I feel about Warzone, but I'm not going to vote for this one. I think the other game that got kind of stiffed here was Animal Crossing. I mean, the multiplayer was a little primitive at times, but as time went on, they fixed a lot of the problems. Mm. So Among Us came out in 2018. I feel like it should not have been at all in the runnings for best multiplayer. But out Um, of the other four, what would you have picked? Or would you have thrown something in? Like so, the like problem with, with friends. The problem with Animal Crossing is that the multiplayer was very like the, as as fun as it can play this game online with people. It's still as if the multiplayer is stuck back in the Wii era, early two thousands. Um, it is unbelievably frustrating trying to play a game online with like eight people coming and going. Because it stops your game, and it you have to wait for it to load and save and all this stuff. Like it is unbelievably frustrating. Um, and I think that's really the only reason why it um, wouldn't be my choice for best multiplayer. Um, Nintendo has had plenty of time to design an online system, and a, especially for this game, which would allow people to come and go as they please. You know, they have auto-saving in the game. So why couldn't that have been done in the background, you know, when you're doing stuff? Like, it's, it just doesn't make sense. But um, I don't think Among Us should be in the running because it's a game from, like, two years ago. Just because it became popular over the last uh, six months, I don't know. Like, 
I think they're they're bending the rules for uh, when games can be put into um, or like nominated for game the game awards. Yeah. Um, and if they do it this year, like why don't they just do it next year? And why don't they just include every game ever released? Right. Like how come Grand Theft Auto Five hasn't won Best Multiplayer twenty years in a row? Right. Um, Valerian, I personally haven't played this i know that when that came out there was a lot of um controversy over some um essentially like not malware but like uh rootkit stuff that's installed on your system when you run it um and there's like controversy because the developer or the publisher sorry is a chinese company so especially like back you know a few months ago when there was a lot of uh these issues and there still are ongoing issues with privacy concerns regarding China and, and uh, some Chinese companies that have big footholds in uh, Western technology. Right. Um, I would say out of these ones, I know call of duty is, um, is a super popular game. Um, But I feel like fall guys out of all of these would be probably the most accessible. And I, th- yeah, I think that's I what makes I think that's what makes a multiplayer game good is the accessibility. Um, Call of Duty, sure, like you can load the game up, hop in the game, and start playing, but it it does have a learning curve. There is a difficulty to it. Fall Guys is kind of like you remember the uh, most extreme elimination challenge, MXE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like one of those things, right? Uh, you go and you you have to go through a maze with you know a hundred other people. So I think that's what the, well, I guess if we're going with these games as well, accessibility is among us and fall guys. But if among us was not in there, I would say fall guys would definitely win based off of the fact that it's an easy game to pick up and play. Um, and it's fun. Like it's, it's comedic as well. Right. So I don't know this one, this, this whole category is kind of just fall, fell, fell flat this year, I think. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think the other thing just about um, Valerant that kind of killed itself was the fact that it had a lot of game mechanics that Overwatch had. So people were a little confused as to why it was that mixed with kind of like all the other, like and, it was Counter-Strike and it had and stuff Overwatch. from Counter-Strike. Yeah. Counter-Strike and Overwatch. So I'm okay. I like, I'm, I'm disappointed with the Among Us pick. I think here at, seen on screen we have chosen fall guys as our winner and we agreed with ghost of tsushima for all of our picks they will be on our instagram at some point yeah can't guarantee when but at some point they will next one would be best sports slash racing and for this one this is always interesting because a lot of the sports games are just kind of rehashed from the previous year right like yeah um, so this one was FIFA 21, NBA 2K 21, F1 2020, Dirt 5, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. Um, this was this was interesting because you have two two racing games, two professional sports games, and then Tony Hawk. Which yes, I know skate, skateboarding is considered a sport, but it doesn't really fall into like those team sports kind of um sports <laughs> um and and i i would have to agree with tony hawk um 
especially with yes it is a remake um but fifa 21 and nba 2k 21 and f1 2020 and dirt 5 they could all be considered remakes of sorts they're they're just sequels right oh absolutely Um, and now they're all (laughs) now what is it one two three of those games are all owned by EA because EA just bought Codemasters. So fuck yeah. me, am I right? Right. <clears throat> so I, I, and I think, uh, you know, I've, I've played Dirt 5. Um, I've dabbled a little bit in NBA 2K21 just because it was like a free trial or whatever. Um, but really, like, Dirt 5 is not that much different than Dirt 4, right? Like, they're, they're the racing games, they're the rally games. Um, I'll probably never play FIFA. So I guess like maybe my my opinion of this is biased or skewed because of the games that I play. Like I'll n- never play FIFA, F one twenty twenty. You know I'll I'll maybe dabble in it, but I think those you have to be you have to be diehard fans for those games, right? Like yeah, um, Tony Hawk's. I think people a lot of people played those when they were younger. Like, I remember, like, the Tony Hawk series, like, one, two, three, were, like, the games that you had to get on the PlayStation 1 and the N64, right? Like, yeah. Um, and Digital Foundry actually does a, a, a good video on kind of, like, the history of Tony Hawk's and stuff like that and those games and the variations between the different releases and stuff like that and how they actually made them run. It's it's a really good watch. Um but I would totally agree with this choice of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 um, winning best sports racing game. I think it was a breath breath of fresh air in um, sports games. And yes, it's a remake of a game that came out in like the early 90s or late 90s, early 2000s. But um, it plays just as good, if not better than, well, it's it's like your nostalgia Right, like I feel like that's what the game looked like when I was playing it back on the PlayStation One, right? Except it totally did not. <laughs> it did not, not at all. But you know, like that was the height of of graphics at the time, right? So, yeah, it's uh, I'm 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 happy with that. Choice. I mean, I can't I can't say I'm not happy with the choice, but I think the category left off some omissions that were unfair. Well, I do believe NBA 2K21 pushed the boundaries of the last generation by far with both um, gameplay and motion cap, but also just how much more immersive the experience is. If you don't want to, if you like basketball games, but you want to be a general manager, like it's so much more immersive than like the FIFAs, the Maddens, the NHLs. NBA should have been a contender for this category. And I don't even play a lot of basketball games. Notice what other games were not on this list. The show, which was very interesting. And the most epic sports game of all time, Golf with Friends. Just saying. It's a pretty epic game. I don't disagree with Tony Hawk not being the winner, but I also believe that if ever a year a true sports game were to win, I think this year should have been the year NBA won because it was praised for what it did with the technology that it had. It maxed out the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. FIFA can't say they did that. Madden can't say they did that. 
NHL is so far behind, they're not even make, making something for the next gen until next year or the next iteration of the game. I, I feel like this one was slightly disrespectful to that franchise because I, I do believe it worked really hard to get to where it got. And it's, it is what it is. When it comes to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, it was the same game. Like it's the same game I played years ago. I was able to pick it up. I knew how to do heel flips. I knew how to do Japan airs. I knew how to do all that stuff. It was just me replaying a repainted game. And is that enough for me to allow it to win best sports and racing game of the year? I mean, I guess it was a new thought because it wasn't dirt five, which followed dirt four and F one and all that stuff. Sure. It was refreshing to see, but at the end of the day, I think this year they got this one wrong as well. And it should have been NBA 2K21. But because David and I are a partnership and a broship, I will agree with David for the sake of our game of the year will be Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. And then Golf with Friends. Yeah. If Golf with Friends was on there, I would totally pick that one. Um, up next, this one confuses me. Best Sim. Best Simulator. Sim is short for simulator. So in this one, we have XCOM, Chimera Squad, uh, Gears, Tax, Gears Tactics, Desperados 2, Crusader Kings 3, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, Desperados 3. Desperados. Um, <laughs> you said 2. <laughs> Did I? Okay. Um, so here's the thing. Only one of these games in here is a simulator. And that's Microsoft Flight Simulator. Everything else are um, strategy games. Like, yeah, it, this doesn't make any sense. Did um, they just need to throw some stuff in there because they didn't want EA to win with The Sims, which would have been highly more? Hell, I, guess, like, I would say that The Sims is more of a simulator game. You could have The Sims, you could have Farm Tycoon. How yeah. did Planet Zoo not make it on here or Two Point Hospital? Or even um, Railway Simulator. Have you played that one? It's no, great. It's, good. it's actually pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Um, but you know what? I'm going to – there's there's really not much to say about this other than the fact that the only simulator game in this category is Microsoft Flight Simulator, and it is phenomenal. Is that our pick? Do you want it to be our pick? We can that, make that our pick. That's my pick because the other ones are, are real-time strategy slash tactical RPGs. I don't know. I've played a little bit of Planet Tycoon this year. Or not. Uh, what the hell is it called? Oh, it's, it's drying up. What's the – so it's Planet Zoo and – Planet Roller Coaster. Yeah, Planet Roller Coaster. Yeah. I've played both of those and actually I just picked it up on Game Pass as well. Um, just to try it out on the Xbox and see what it's like. But I thought those were fun. Like building a zoo oh, was cool. Even that, even planet roller coaster, you know, like those are simulation games and they're big ones. But yeah, my personal favorite sim of the year was two point hospital. I really enjoyed that game. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It brought, it's, it's it funny brought a too. New, yeah. Oh, so funny. It just brought a new light to like a, a kind of, dying genre like you can only do so many things like escapist one and two okay cool build a prison that's fun but this one was just different and um i will digress to the microsoft flight simulator just because like it does melt my computer a little 
but it's okay. I want it to come out for Xbox so I can play it. It will eventually. Next up. <laughs> well, th- that one's just super agreeable. We've yeah, already yeah. we've already agreed to keep those the same. Oh, get your boxing gloves ready because this one is going to be a good one. Best family game. We will accept write-in offers as well. Uh, the category did include games such as Paper Mario, The Origami King, Minecraft Dungeons, Mario Kart Live, Fall Guys, Crash Bandicoot 4, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. Animal Crossing New Horizons won, and I have to ask immediately, what part of a single-player game where you can't play multiplayer on the same console gives you the right to be the best <laughs> family game? What uh, happened at this year's like Game Awards where they just like, <laughs> fuck it. Here well, you go. The thing is, is like Paper Mario is a single-player game. Yeah, get it over there. There's Uh, one game here I see viable to be a good family game because you can play it on any console or mobile device and you can cross-play and play together. And that is clearly among us, but I'm just kidding. It's Minecraft. But that's Minecraft Dungeons. It's it's true, but Minecraft Dungeons is the same thing. Like, I know we were supposed to play it time and time ago, but the only difference is it's uh, a top-down dungeon-crawling RPG in Minecraft skin. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think when when they say best family game, I I think they're literally taking that uh, as seriously as they can in the in the terms of family. You know, Animal Crossing is going to be the most least offensive and least I don't know worrisome game for parents to worry about anything right like minecraft dungeons yeah it's minecraft but there's still zombies so i'm sure and and like you're still like kind of killing things so i'm sure there's parents out there that don't want their kids to play that paper mario origami king well it's a it's like a single player game um where you attack turtles and but the thing is is like it it kind of fell flat from like some of the reviews and stuff like that um i enjoyed it um it wasn't really a return to the classic super mario rpg style that we were hoping for so i think that's maybe where it lost some points um mario kart live home circuit that's the one where you uh, have like the rc cards and you race around your house um i yeah maybe that could be a, a good family game but it's expensive if you have a big family room yeah the freaking 120 dollars for one cart if you want to play with more than one person you need uh well you need multiple switch consoles and you need to buy two sets of these things. So that's another, well, 300 bucks that you need to put just for the games, right? So it's not really accessible. Fall Guys? Uh, yeah, I feel like that could be a pretty good option. And Crash Bandicoot 4? I haven't really played this one, so I'm not too sure how it is. But um, I don't know. Like, can I, 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 can feel I offer like my write-in? Sorry, before yeah, yeah. you go. Uh, I would have honestly said any of the Jackbox games, <laughs> especially the one that came out this year. But that would solely be because through the pandemic, that was the game families were playing because they couldn't do anything else. And you could play with your family over the internet because you had the ability to just share it out. That to me is a family game, something that a family could play together. That's true. Not watch one person play. But I digress. Well, what are we voting for then? Because this one, I, I I don't really agree with any of these options. 
No, I hate them all. They're all stupid. Yeah. So no winner. Is that what we're going to agree with? Yeah. The best family game is time itself, but we've all been spending time together since March. That's true. And now it sucks. Well, that, now I can't even like go see my family. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's just so bad now. Um, like we're at California levels of terrible right now in Ontario. That's true. But if I were to do a family game or a game that we could play together, golf with friends. Play with <laughs> I, was say, I was gonna say I would put pick golf with friends. All right, it, that's our best family yeah. game because we both agreed on that. <laughs> I'm very happy now. The next one that we have here is best RPG. Uh, it had Final Fantasy VII, the remake. It had Genshin Impact. It had Persona 5. It had Wasteland 3. It had David's favorite game franchise, Yakuza, like a dragon. The winner was Final Fantasy VII, the remake. And we know how, like, I know we just let Tony Hawk win on our category. But David and I are still very big thumbs downers for games that came out years ago and you still get the opportunity to win. This has just been like an awful year in gaming period i think we can agree on um but i'm gonna go out on a limb here and i'm gonna say that the two games that i thought should have the best chance of winning and i'll let david be the tiebreaker would be yakuza or persona 5 so yeah here's the thing with final fantasy 7 remake is yes it's a remake but it's one third of a game it's not even a full game because they're releasing it in parts um for Persona 5 Royal, that came out last October. So, again, it didn't release during the time that is acceptable for... That is my bad. I wrote December down. Um, now, per- Persona 5, like before they released Royal, which is like kind of like the deluxe edition or like the uh, complete edition, Persona 5 came out in 2016. So... Uh, that's like a re-release of a game with added content. It's it's essentially what we're going to get for a lot of these game of the year games, right? Where we get the the game with all of the uh, the DLC and stuff like that. Um, uh, Genshin Impact. It's not bad, but it's like a <laughs> it's a weeb game for uh breath of the wild it's literally a copy of breath of the wild like the exact same game but just anime characters with big titties um it like it's all right um wasteland 3 i know that one was uh well received but you know why wasn't that in the same category as best sim because it's a it's a tactical RPG, just like Gears Tactics. Um, so, I, I would only- have to say though, like Yakuza, like a dragon, um, <coughs> took the the Yakuza series and flipped it, did like a body slam on it, and it was well received. And I would say that one would have to be my choice, just because the Yakuza games, like there's so much love and attention put into those games. They are serious and they're funny at the same time. Like they, they, you can play like in some of the previous ones, you can play a bowling competition against a chicken, right? Like 
but then next thing you know, you're you're fighting a crime like a mob boss. Yeah. Um. <sighs> the the there's one game I would add to it. I'm just trying to see quickly if it's illegal or it's legal for me to add it to this contender. But I do believe Pokemon Sword and, Sword and Shield missed the cut for last year's game of the year. I don't even see it on the RPG list. So it came out mid-November last year, and it must have just missed it because it's not on a single category. And that, to me, was a better RPG than some of the games that we're talking about right now. And it was not the greatest received by some hardcore fans because of the playstyle differences. But, I mean, it's it's also better than nothing. Wait, which game? Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, right. No, don't care. <laughs> okay, well, what are we picking there, Chappie? I'm going to say Yakuza. Yakuza. Got it. I'm highlighting that game now. And I highlighted it in the wrong color because I'm not. I'm a, I'm a silly boy. <sighs> and right. this is where game gets stuck. Stupid! I hate all four of these this categories. Is where these w. awards go go dumb. Best action adventure game. So there are some great contenders in this game, and I think this th- these next four. I think this is where money came into play. Yeah, because the next the the one after this one, I'm incredibly passionate about. Um, so best action adventure games. The contenders were Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ghost of Tsushima, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and The Last of Us Part 2. Now, best action-adventure games. Think about it. It has to have action and adventure in it, as well as a great story. And the one thing that I always think that games need is accessibility. Um, I would have honestly probably picked star wars jedi fallen order for this one and that's Uh, not because i'm a a star wars fan i think because it kind of it it took the best of uh action games and platformer games and added star wars to it um yes it's very it has a lot of the kind of um feelings of what is that one um with Nathan Drake uncharted, like some of the, like the climbing mechanics and stuff like that. But like the story is really well done. The combat is good. Um, it's, it's not overly easy. It's not overly hard. Um, yeah. If not that, I would say ghost of Tsushima. So I've got a, I've got a quick question for you. Cause you've played fallen order. I've just downloaded it onto my Xbox, but, um, is it completely linear or is there the ability to kind of roam around a little? Um, some of the, some of the levels and stuff like that are linear. Um, is there any open world to it though? Not that I know of. No, but so my action adventure is Assassin's Creed. So my, the thing with uh, star Wars Jedi fallen order is it's more of a, you're like, you're on the planets and you're, it's not open world in the sense that, we're used to where you can go anywhere. Like you can go anywhere in these maps, but certain areas you need to have certain force abilities or, or items to get there. Um, 
the, the maps are big though. That's the thing. Like you will go to a planet and finish the story part of that, but you haven't completely finished everything in that planet. Right. It's not like every level you're, you're walking down uh, a hallway and it's like just guiding you to where you have to go. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not linear in that sense, but I would say it, you don't have complete freedom as you do in uh, an open world game, which I think that's a reason why I really like the game. I know a lot of games, you know, people want the open world experience and stuff like that, but sometimes it's nice to just have a, a smaller area to explore that allows the developers to focus on a specific or, or spend more time making the world look better um, and adding more detail to it. Um, And I think for some of these like story games and stuff like that, you don't need like a big open world with a ton of side quests to distract you from the main story. If the story is good enough, you're going to want to keep doing that story. Right. Uh, Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, my argument to the, that would simply be, and I argued this last year at our Game Awards show, so it's still pretty fresh in my mind. I believe in order for it to be action slash adventure, you have to be able to adventure. You must not follow a single path chosen to you by a ga- uh, chosen for you by a game developer. That was my biggest argument a few years ago with God of War, and that'll continue to be my argument with things like Ori and the Willow of the Wisps and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. The only two games to me that really jump off the page would be Spider-Man Miles Morales and Assassin's Creed Valhalla because they are completely open world. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want, Mm -hmm. which gives you the, the encompassing word of adventure. And I think that is the key, which game gives you the most action out of the two. I mean, at least with Assassin's Creed, you get to do a little bit of parkour. You get to kind of like do some sneaking. Spider-Man, you are just button mashing. Well, both games you are button mashing. But Miles Morales, you do have that freedom of adventure by web-slinging around the city. You can ride on cars. You can run up walls. You can do whatever you want. So I think both games are very similar. I'm going to give the accessibility factor my extra vote because Assassin's Creed Valhalla is available to everyone except switch users, but nobody really takes into consider Nintendo uh, consideration Nintendo when they're voting for these things. And I'm going to go with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I know I was joking when I said it earlier, but talking myself into it, it's the only game that you can play on all four consoles and you have the ability to have action adventure and you can still, whenever you want, jump back onto the line of the story. There's side quests, there's fetch quests, there's everything you can think of. But at the end of the day, you're able to deviate from the story, do whatever you want, and come back. There's only two games on the list that let you do that, and that is Assassin's Creed and Spider-Man. We haven't talked about The Last of Us, but when it comes to my thoughts on The Last of Us, when it comes to the adventure, there is no adventure. Your adventure is walking into a shop and finding a few spare parts. Mm-hmm. You can't really go off the path. If you're swimming, you're swimming in an area that they've designed for you. There's things in your way. The only adventure you really have is like when you're walking around the museum because you can run around it once you've cleared out all the walkers or the the hoarders or whatever you want to call them, the undead. So for me, it's Assassin's Creed. You're going to have to talk me out of that one, but 
like I know you're going to be a little bit strong with your Star Wars, but I think the word adventure takes away the ability to have a completely linear game yeah, or like, a remotely linear game as an but, adventure game. But do you need to have an open world for an adventure to be had? I believe so, because when I think of the word adventure, I think of the word that gets added right to it, which is exploration. And if you're exploring a game environment, you're looking around for stuff, you're you're really taking in the environment. You have the ability to like in Spider-Man as an example, climb to the tallest building like building of New York City and adventure over to the next one if you want or you can walk the streets and you're allowed to do that. If you want to go see Avengers Tower, you can. If you want to go to um the World Trade Center, whatever you want to do, you can do in that world because you can adventure, you can explore. Assassin's Creed is the same way. I just feel like with Star Wars, trying to remember back from all the footage I've seen from it, it's a lot of you're walking along a platform. You can make your way through the platform, but you're walking along that area. You have an area in which you're designed to be in. You're not contained. And I think that, to me, is the definition of adventure when it comes to to gaming. Did you play the Uncharted games? Yes, and you got to adventure through those, too. Did Did you like that? Yeah, I was a little bit loose. Like it wasn't because like, I were, think I think it was funneled. Same like, it same idea as Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. But like, didn't you have the ability to just kind of go off? Like I wouldn't. No, no. I would well, say I would say the Uncharted games were were significantly more linear than uh, Jedi Fallen Order. All right. So where are we ending up on this one? We're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one. So Assassin's Creed wins. Got it. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> I don't know. Once the highlighter highlights it, it's pretty much done. We're going to tie. I can edit this. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm allowing it to tie. All right. Do you want to read this category? Because I'm very angry at it. This is stupid. Innovation and accessibility. Watchdog Legions. Or Watchdog Legion. Hyperdot. Grounded. Assassin's Creed Valhalla and The Last of Us Part 2. We both agree Last of Us didn't deserve to win, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, 100%. What was uh, innovating about that game? Um, Yeah, that's right. You don't have a response because nothing. It was the same goddamn game. Find the arrows, find the parts, upgrade your person. It was cool that there was a little bit more like workstations and stuff around but it was a carbon copy of the first game. There was puzzles that you had to clear in order to get them. The game that I'm actually the most upset about losing, and I know you didn't keep it, but it seems so innovative is watchdogs. The fact that no two players can have the same game unless you like watch them play and copy it. Mm -hmm. It's literally like, what did they say? The odds were like one in 900,000 that you could possibly replicate like even a chapter the same way. That's nuts. Even Grounded was different, and it changed the way people were looking at multiplayer experiences. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would I would honestly say Watchdog Legion was uh, probably the best option for this because, like you said, like the the no two games are going to be the same. Um, the you can. 
what is it? You can uh, recruit anyone in the world and they're procedurally generated and you're given missions. And yes, sure. Everyone might, you might hear the same voice acting from time and time, like a few times from uh, some of the generic characters that you, you uh, recruit, but it's, it's seamless. Um, and I think this is where it's kind of stupid because I, I think there is some sort of money involved or something like that to get the last of us two to win this one as well, because it, like you said, it didn't really do anything different. It's the same thing as the last of us part one. Um, and yeah, I feel like watchdogs was robbed of this. The game wasn't even as buggy as cyberpunk. And it, uh, I, th- I think it's, it's hard to say if, if they had released the online component, if it would have changed things, but I highly doubt it. Um, because we don't know how the online is going to work, but yeah, our choice is watchdog legion. Cause yeah. Fuck the last just, of us. <laughs> yeah. Ju- just on top of that for like the last, I guess, bullet point to it. The, the first word in the category is innovation. Like they just tried something new. Do you know what other game could have done well here? Because it won another category among us. Hell, even Untitled Goose Game is better That's than true. Like they're just different. And different is good. And I think the the voters of the Game of the Year awards are so afraid of cool new innovative things. That they were like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? The game of the year should go to Sony all the time because that's how it goes. We got to really bump up the fact that the PlayStation 5 is not available. So we're going to just give it. We're just going to bump the sales of the PS4 a little bit. That's my my video game executive executive voice. Here we go to another one that just makes no fucking sense. But it does also. Ongoing games. Now, the category is pretty loaded with a bunch of stuff that's been around for some time. So give us some give us a, a chance. I think uh I think this is the only category where a game that was not released in the last 12 months is acceptable. Yes, I agree. This one has No Man's Sky, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, and Fortnite. So you have three battle royales an action adventure game in space and destiny two, which is also an action adventure game. I, I I know you're going to be like, Whoa, didn't see that coming, but for everything Bungie's done, I kind of want to move the award to destiny two. And the fact that like, it's still creating content. They're still pumping out DLC. They just released more DLC. Why wouldn't you give them the opportunity to, to win an award? And, like, and for a game that was so hyped up for release and just fell flat to to be able to maintain it and they're still supporting it and fixing it and adding stuff. Like not to say that No Man's Sky didn't do it and Fortnite was just popular right off the bat. Call of Duty Warzone, you know, like they they were it was very popular right off the bat. Um, Apex Legends like it 
I don't think it picked up as much as they had hoped, but there's still a lot of people that play it and they, they are releasing updates to it. But I think, yeah, out of all these categories, I, I'm going to agree with you on destiny two um, for the sole fact that they managed to take a game and completely turn it around and people are talking about it now. Right. Whereas, and, and they're talking positively about it. Whereas before people were kind of just shitting on it. Yeah. The, um, the only other thing that I think I would bring up or want to also have noted in ongoing the the game that you guys probably would have assumed I would have said because I I'm a Warzone kind of junkie. That game came out in March. What's ongoing about that? It's not even a year old. I, or no, it came it came out. It just came out at the beginning of the year because it came yeah. out just before the pandemic, right? Yeah. I mean, wonderful timing for them, but that's not ongoing to me. All right. So you ready for it? You ready for what we came here for? The game of the year? Yeah, not my game of the year. I know. I, we both agreed on our game of the year, but I'm going to go. I'm going to give this category the, the recognition it deserves. All right. I'm very glad I found that sound and I will never not use it. Game of the Year. The category has the following nominations. Hades, Super Giant Games, Ghost of Tsushima, Sucker Punch Games, Final Fantasy VII, the remake, Square Enix, <laughs> Doom Eternal, ID Software, Bethesda, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Nintendo, and The Last of Us Part Two, Naughty Dog. All right. You know what I'm going to say. You know what Dave is going to say. Tell me how we're you not, really feel about this. We're not happy that The Last of Us won. La- the Last of Us Part 2 is one of those games where people either completed it or they didn't. But much like God of War and Days Gone, Sony had hyped this game out for years. It pimped this game hard. You knew it was going to be nominated for every award, even if it wasn't good. And of course, it won a bunch of categories here. And Naughty Dog came off looking like a bunch of geniuses. When the reality of the fact is, this was not the game of the year. It's not even close. When you sell 4 million copies of a game, and there's one game on this list that sold over, what was it, 36 million copies? Can you check that real quick? Yeah. When you sell that many more copies of a game, why aren't you considered to be game of the year? Are you not good enough? Are you not hard enough? Do you not have a a great a, like a, a hard enough narrative that includes some things that you you purposely put in to your game to involve inclusion, which I'm totally fine with. And I have no issues with that whatsoever, but you Put, you didn't push any boundaries. Your game was an average game at best, and the story was good. It wasn't great. It was good. When you look at games on this list like Final Fantasy, that doesn't count. Get out of here. You remade the game. It just looks cool. <laughs> Goes to Tsushima. That was a contender in my eyes. Doom Eternal. Delayed twice. Came out. Didn't look like a piece of ass like Cyberpunk. Very, very, very good step forward. 
Hades. Don't know much about it. Looks really cool. Haven't played it. Uh, so Animal Crossing, uh, as of October, has sold 22.4 million copies. Now this is... Sorry, uh, how much? 22.4 million. In, in North America or where? Uh, that is worldwide. 24 million copies to Nintendo. And like, I know I was going to argue that, well, clearly Sony people voted and that's what they won. And that's exactly the problem because that says 4 million copies were sold of the last of us. Right? So you're saying that the animal, like animal crossing didn't at least receive 4 million votes for its 24 million player player base. Something doesn't add up. Like, are, are people just being like, oh, it's between Animal Crossing and Last of Us. We should really just go with The Last of Us. That's, not, that's, it's stupid. I, like, I'm disappointed with most of these awards, but this one specifically is kind of one that I think hits me a little bit different because I've played both games. As of, let me just see, as of July... Mm-hmm. 2020. Um, let me just. Uh, this doesn't make sense. Okay, yeah. Uh, sales of the sequel reached 2.8 million units in its first month of release in June. So. And isn't Animal Crossing the highest? selling console game of yeah. the year. Yeah. There's no reason why that game should not have won game of the year. That number alone would tell you that this competition is rigged. This competition was like essentially paid off. Naughty dog won a bunch. And I don't believe they should have. I do believe very strongly actually that animal crossing is the game of the year. We picked it even as our player's choice game or no, we, we agree with ghosts. We agree with Ghost. Yeah. It's just, it's disappointing to see something like this. And I want to hear your thoughts. Um, I'm just looking at how many Animal Crossing sold within their launch month or whatever. It was all of them because it launched as a pandemic shut down the world. Yeah. And and people, people couldn't really like, and people were still looking for uh, consoles as well. Um, Animal Crossing had a controversial launch also because EB Games kept themselves open, remember? That's true. Well, everything else was closing, and they were very steadfast on it. So an article posted in May says that... Okay, hold on. Franchise launched globally on March 20th and sold 11.77 million units before March 31st. So in the first uh, 10 days. That was uh, how many copies again? So according to Nintendo, uh, 13.41 million units in the six weeks following launch. So in the first six weeks since uh, Animal Crossing uh, New Horizon, it went on sale. They sold over 13 million copies. If that doesn't mean that people want the game and people are, are and, and and it's not that and not just that people want the game, but the 
the uh, the dialogue about the game. You know, people are talking about it, and more people are buying it because of that. Like it's it was positive, right? Yeah, it's not like uh, Cyberpunk where you know a lot of the the talk about it is negative, and people are not buying the game when they're getting their orders canceled or refunded, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like the the other runner up for this would have been Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, it's just, it's just disappointing because I think there was a lot of rumors going. Uh, there were a lot of rumors going around on various different interweb sites, um, saying that oh yeah, Last of Us Two is, is going to win, uh, hands down. Not because, not because it is the best game, it, but because the game awards are rigged. <laughs> you know, money was put into this. I bet Nintendo could have secretly put a bunch of money into uh, paying off the game awards so that Animal Crossing won. But that's not what Nintendo does. They put their money into making their games, right? Like, It's like, true. It's very true. Like, There's a lot of things that Nintendo doesn't do right, but um, the one thing that they do do right and they have consistently over the, the many, many years of them being a company that make, makes games, and that is makes games. Like They put their money into the games they make and they animal crossing is a prime example of where they are supporting it. This could have also been uh, in the ongoing game category because they keep adding updates and features to the game throughout since its release. Right. Like the only thing is like, it kind of falls into the same category as call of duty Warzone. Like it only released recently overall disappointing. I feel like I feel like Animal Crossing and and Nintendo were robbed. Yeah, and like we can't even argue that it was like, whoa, Sony player, like a single console game won. Okay, if it was a cross uh, console game that would have won, you're looking at what Final Fantasy or Doom? Uh, yeah, and Hades, Hades and Hades cross platform. So the the numbers are there it's very easy to see that five times the amount of games were sold. That doesn't necessarily mean five times the amount of voters, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Unfortunately, we want to know what you guys think. We want to know if our picks are right or wrong. Comment on our Instagram. When we post our list of our game of the year awards and be, be sure to stay engaged with us. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Uh, this is this our last uh, episode of the year? Or do we have one more? We're not sure yet. I think this is our last episode of the year, technically, because if if we release one on our normal release date next week, that's going to be New Year's Day. So technically, this is, regardless, our last episode of the year. Wow! Well, probably, I want. We'll probably be, take a, a week off, so I don't think there's going to be anything next week. Yeah, we'll we'll see you guys in January. But we wanna we wanna thank everybody for being along on this ride this year. It's been a a whirlwind. And uh, David, I wish you and your other half a very happy holiday, Merry Christmas, and all that wonderful wonderful stuff. And of course, our listeners, I want to wish that too as well. Without you guys, we don't exist, and that's the truth. Yeah, you're like our parents. Yeah, you're. <laughs> <laughs> You're our supporters. 
Yeah. But from all of us on our side to all of you on your sides, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, everything you celebrate. Enjoy today. Be with your family within reason. Stay safe. Be smart. And we will catch you next year on the Scene On Screen podcast. We can say that now. Next year. Yeah. It's a pipe dream.